Have you ever dropped money in a tip jar at a coffee shop? Realize you dropped a $20 bill in when you meant to drop a five, so you fish out the 20 really quick to replace it with a five, and just as you do, the barista turns around? So to the barista, it looks like you're a sticky bandit, Home Alone 2 reference, just trying to pull a fast one. Or have you ever been on a job interview, and as you parked your car, you pulled in a little too fast and hit the curb, or maybe bumped another car, and you turn around just to see that your potential new boss was standing right there and saw the whole thing? Or what about when you're on a first date and you throw a little too much sarcasm on a joke to break tension and it backfires and just makes you seem like an insensitive jerk. Typically, the next words to come out of our mouths after these scenarios is, oh, no, 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 it's not what it looks like, or I'm not really like this, or most likely, wait, 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 let me explain. There is a real fear of being judged or sized up by people that we want to think kindly of us. These fears are often rooted in one thing, feeling misunderstood. Feeling misunderstood is an extremely frustrating feeling. If someone we care about, or even strangers, misunderstand our words, our actions, our intentions, it can send us spiraling down an obsessive rabbit hole, and sometimes we even lose nights of sleep running the scenarios over and over again. If you don't relate to this, first off, how dare you? And second, please share this pep talk with others in your life that can relate. First step in being okay with being misunderstood is knowing why we care so much about people getting us correctly. This could be for different reasons for each of us, but I want to talk about a couple possible reasons. For me personally, when I've struggled with this, and I've struggled with this, it's because I'm worried that if I'm misunderstood, it reduces drastically or cuts off completely my connection with that person. I value connection with my people and with people in general. And I want to be understood in my words and actions so much that I will call and text and email and Marco Polo obsessively and from every conversational angle I can think of until you say, yeah, I get what you're coming from. It's not a good look. So much of my work on myself in the last year or two especially has been knowing that if I misstep or misspeak and then take the proper steps to apologize to the person I've offended then it's not on me if they don't accept that in the way that I hope they would. It's not the person you're apologizing to's job to absolve you from your feeling of regret or guilt. They have a right to their feelings just as much as you have a right to yours. So remove the expected outcome from your mind. If you make a mistake and earnestly apologize, and then at the appropriate time and setting offer up a reason, I said reason, not excuse, those are different, for your words and actions, you've done all you can do besides doing everything in your power to be better the next time. So much of our need to be understood is tied to a compulsion to control others. And I know that might sound harsh because maybe we don't feel controlling, but control can also come in the form of over-explaining ourselves so they have no reason to not see things our way. Over-explaining is often a trauma response rooted in people-pleasing behavior, Because at some time in your past, you've been gaslit by someone, and over-explaining your reasons for doing something gives you every shot of getting to a place where you're on the same page with the person you're over-explaining yourself to. Over-explaining isn't always a trauma response, though. If you live with anxiety or ADHD, a hypersensitivity to how a person might possibly react to what you say might lead to this over-explaining behavior. You might find your brain racing ahead to consider all the possible ways someone might misinterpret a boundary you've set, or might resort to a more passive communication style that makes it hard for you to say no and assert yourself. I relate to this because I have always thought that if I spoke directly and bluntly, that made me a jerk. 
So I resorted to passive-aggressive ways of communicating my needs, which is super manipulating, by the way. Instead of learning that, you can be direct and kind at the same time. It's actually way more loving to be direct and succinct. We easily can get to the place that if we just talk to them one more time or see them in person, look them in the eyes, then we can really get them to see it our way. And sometimes that's just not the case. Sometimes there's just a disconnect, and that's not on you or them. It's just the way it is. That's where the idea of closure and relationships goes wrong. When we say we want closure, what we really want is to feel understood and to understand the other person and hope that we can get on the same page. And sometimes you just can't get there. The pages are different because you are different. And we have to not take it personally and just be okay with that. I know, I know. It sounds so hard. This is where knowing yourself so deeply and honestly works in your favor. The last few weeks I've hit on when you love yourself as you would your best friend, you start becoming an advocate for your own best interest. That's crucial in these misunderstanding times because it keeps us from going down some dangerous rabbit holes. Rabbit holes like self-abandoning, removing boundaries you've set, or convincing yourself that, eh, my needs aren't that important anyway, so whatever you think and want from me is fine, I can make it work. These are dangerous habits to fall into. And there's a difference between being a good team player and being someone who never asks for anything or speaks up when they have a need. Use your words, not for the purpose of feeling understood, but so that you can offer up the information, feel good about advocating for yourself, and whatever happens after that, it's out of your control. But at least then you know you did what you could, and you can make decisions from there on what would be best for you, whether it's at a job, with a romantic partner, with family, parents, friends, whatever. That puts the control of you back in your hands. A big way to remove the obsessive need to feel understood is know that you did everything you could in a healthy, self-advocate-y way. And if things don't go your way, move forward from there. Being clear with your boundaries, and as Dan Savage says, knowing the price of admission into your life will completely change the needy people-pleaser behavior into more assertive, firm, and peaceful ones. In other words, say your piece in a kind and loving and direct way. Hope that they understand you, and if they don't, that's just going to have to be okay. Feeling understood is an amazing feeling. It makes you feel accepted, empowered, and it's so validating. But it gets tricky when we put the power solely in the hands of others, especially strangers. We can't have strangers follow us around all day to get a full picture of who we are so they know we are more than who we were in that one uncomfortable moment. We just have to be okay with being seen as a mess sometimes, and as a klutz sometimes, and as a person who makes bad jokes when we get nervous sometimes. And as long as we know we are greater than the sum of our parts, no one can take that away from us. Lastly, you know the feeling of being understood and seen by another person? You know that feeling it gives you? You know what I'm going to say, don't you? You can give that to yourself. I mean, if you can give it to others, why wouldn't you be able to give it to yourself? You can accept yourself, empower yourself, validate yourself, and connect with yourself. All green lights, baby. Give them to yourself. The most important relationship, and the only true lifelong relationship you'll have, is with yourself. So get really good and honest with who you are. Why you do the things you do, what makes you tick, and although it can be hard and scary sometimes, it's always worth it. Because you're worth it. And if others don't see that, that's their problem, not yours. Okay, good talk. Now go do your best. And don't read the comments. My name is Nick Flora, and I'm a musician and certified self-development coach. 
And this is Monday Morning Pep Talk. If you're interested in booking a one-on-one coaching call with me, visit nickfloracoaching.com or see my contact info in the show notes.